Do, 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 Good evening. It's time for another bedtime story with Thompson. And we're reading The Oregon Trail by Francis Parkman. And we were in the middle of chapter 8. Whether the Sioux would go to war with the Shoshone. So let's start up where we left off. But would he go to war? At length the answer came. After all their preparations, the Whirlwind and his warriors had decided not to go to the rendezvous at Labonte's camp. Instead, they intended to pass through the grim, lofty Black Hills and spend a few weeks hunting buffalo on the other side until they had killed enough to furnish them with a stock of provisions. The necessities of life, food, fuel, clothing, hides for their lodges, strings for their bows, coverings for their saddles, glue, thread, ropes, and vessels to hold water, the buffalo supplied all these needs, and also provided the means of purchasing whatever else they wanted from the traders. So the buffalo hunt was essential for the Indians to survive. Then, after the hunt, they would send out their own small war party against the enemy. What should I do? Stay with the whirlwind or go on to Labonte's camp? It was possible that the other villages would be as changeable as the whirlwinds. It was possible that no Indians would be there. The trader Renal was certain that none would be at Labonte's camp, so he was joining the whirlwind in the Black Hills. Since we were still uncertain whether the villages would rendezvous or not, we decided to follow the whirlwind too. After all, I remembered the old proverb about a bird in the hand being worth two in the bush. We broke camp on the morning of July 1. We were not many miles from Fort Laramie when a trapper caught up with us. He was carrying a message from some trader friends of Henry's. They were going to Labonte's camp and wanted us to meet them. They assured us that ten or twelve villages would certainly assemble there. Quincy and I had a meeting and decided to go. After several days of hard, tiring travel, we reached a plain. A line of tall, thick, misshapen trees blocked our view beyond the plain, but I knew what lay there. Beyond those trees, Quincy, is the rendezvous place, I said, but my voice was the only sound to be heard in that long-looked-for place of rendezvous. We looked and listened anxiously. Forcing our horses through the trees, we saw the prairie beyond. Not a plain covered with lodges and swarming with thousands of Indians, but... Nothing, Quincy. Nothing. But desert. Quincy lashed his horse and galloped forward, letting out his anger with his swift ride. Although I was much more annoyed and disappointed than he, my illness had left me too weak to express my anger this way. So I followed at a quiet pace as the intolerably hot sun beat down on us. Not only weren't the Indians there, but the traders who were to meet us hadn't arrived either. End of chapter 8. Then that's, uh, that's a short one for tonight. Uh, but that's the end of chapter 8. What? What's that, Thompson? Uh, coming up next, chapter 9, Indian Day. Yep, coming up. Next, chapter 9. Good night. Good night.